0: say to start off with young guys you absolutely excellent job leading songs tonight fantastic appreciate all the work michael's done with them this week too appreciate the invitation to come and spend this week it's been a joy i hope the messages are, are beneficial to you we've been looking at a theme this week of we're part of a family and we've looked at that from several different angles we're part of uh, the Lord's family, meaning the church, we have individual responsibilities in that. We've uh, looked at that from a local congregational standpoint, that we're a part of a family in a congregation. We're a part of God's family in the sense of the kingdom, the broadest aspect of that, kind of the universal uh, aspect of the church as well. We've talked about our individual families, moms and dads and, and responsibilities. And I want to kind of uh, hang on to that theme a little bit longer this evening. And I want to talk to you about uh, Christ-centered family, talking about responsibilities in the home. Uh, specifically, I want to talk to dads tonight and daughters tonight, more so dads tonight. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse number 22. My son, keep thy father's commandment, forsake not the law of thy mother, and bind them continually upon thy heart, and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. When thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. And I want to talk to you specifically about important things I think that daughters should learn from their fathers. And if we've gotten the crowd tonight, I know there are some fathers here that have sons. And I just want to say, God bless you. I never figured out how to do that. So I built a sermon about things fathers ought to teach their daughters. Uh, There may be a whole other sermon for what fathers ought to be teaching their sons, Uh, but I don't know that I'm the guy to, to write that sermon. I didn't have experience doing that. There are some things I think I would like to talk about to young men before the week is out, but specifically, we had some experience raising girls. We had four girls in our household, and I think dads especially have a special relationship with daughters and have special responsibilities with daughters there's some things that are very important for a daughter to learn and very important to learn from their father leading in that home so if you're a dad today and you're a dad of boys i'm thrilled take what lessons you can from that i'm not in any way trying to isolate you from the sermon But if you're a a dad here and you've got daughters in your home, I want you to think about some of these things and responsibilities specifically. And if you want to turn to Proverbs 31 and put a finger there or a marker there, I promise you we're going to be there a while tonight. We have some other scriptures we're using, but Proverbs 31 is going to be a lot of the main text this evening. One of the very first things I want to talk to you about is that a dad ought to teach his daughters that they're valuable. And let me tell you why I say that. Ladies sometimes suffer from what we might term psychologically as low self-esteem. That uh, it might, Some of that may be cultural things that happen around us. Some of it may be other aspects. But a, a, a woman truly, truly ought to understand their worth. And they need to understand that from their dad. They need to see it modeled and exemplified before them that dads recognize the worth of the young ladies that they are raising Uh, that's where they get a lot of that self-esteem if they feel like they're second-class citizens or they feel like they're walked on and that type of thing they'll grow up feeling that way uh and and take that training it ought to be modeled before them that you recognize the value of a young lady proverbs chapter 31 verse number 10 who can find a virtuous woman her price is far above rubies there is great value in being a woman and just uh, because culture may put pressures in certain ways or maybe even in our church culture at times we may try to put pressures a certain direction our young ladies need to recognize the value that they bring to relationships the value they bring to the church the value they bring to the family uh, and certainly have great value Another thing I think young ladies need to learn and need to have modeled before them and if they ought to be able to learn trustworthiness and integrity and character and those type of things, they ought to be able to learn it from dad and they ought to see the relationship between their dad and their mother and, and see the trustworthiness that a dad would not violate that. And that uh, that he would teach a, a young lady to be the same type of individual. And that is that she ought to be trustworthy. Proverbs 31 verse number 11. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her. She needs to develop that type of integrity and character, trustworthiness that her husband at some point in time, uh, if she has a husband, has that, can have that kind of a trust. We've talked about this some this week, but that want-to spirit, look at Proverbs chapter 31 and verse number 13. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. And I want you to focus in on the one word, willingly. She works willingly with her hands she's got the spirit that says i want to do this i want to be a part of this family i want to be involved in the workings of the family i want to engage and be a part of what's happening when it comes to feeding and clothing and all the different aspects of the dynamics of family she worketh willingly with her hands and then let's talk about the work ethic and who better to model that for than her dad and taking responsibility of the home and showing his children, and his daughters especially in this case, the importance of hard work and the rewards of hard work. Notice Proverbs 31 in verse number 15. She riseth while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to the maidens. And I'll tell you that I don't know what it's like in your house, but typically speaking, Lisa is the last one to bed in our house. Uh, She works while it's yet night, and sometimes up the very first one in the morning working while it's still yet night, sometimes in that case. And who better to teach a work ethic than than a dad in a home, as opposed to some of the challenges we see in our culture where we've got dads that don't take responsibility or dads that don't even hold a job or dads or whatever, and, and they're not training and teaching and modeling and being that kind of an example for their daughters. Proverbs 31, verse number 18, she perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. Again, that diligent work ethic uh, that an individual needs to have to be able to see life work before them and be successful in life. Proverbs 31, verse number 27, she looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Now if it's modeled before her about idleness or expectations of idleness happen, dads need to be leading their homes and teaching their daughters the importance of that hard work ethic. Another thing I would mention that a dad needs to teach a daughter and needs to model that behavior and recognize the importance to a daughter is that she has a brain. Now, I'll tell you a little story that and it's not that anybody in this room would assume that a woman doesn't have a brain. I think we would recognize they do. But I think we need to recognize that they do. And I think there's some reasons, and I'm just going to give you an opinion here. You can label it as an opinion. But I think there's some reasons why God has forced men into leadership in the church and has uh, delegated women to roles of submissiveness, et cetera. Some things are mentioned in Scripture, et cetera, in Timothy, et cetera. Um, but I can also tell you, I think some of the reasons why God is forced is because men naturally do not do that. We are forced. I think it would be very easy for men to sit back and go, let them do it. I think our ladies could do a better job of it in a lot of ways. Organizational skills. There's a, a lot of talent base and things like that. And men would have a tendency to go, let them. But God forces men to, to take leadership roles, etc. But in that process... We don't need to ignore the fact that we've got 50% of a crowd or so that has a brain. Now, when I was growing up, uh, I was good friends with Justin Springer. But long before I knew Justin, I knew Justin's wife. That, in fact, that's how I met Justin. Is uh, Karen and I were teenagers together, went to the same congregation, went to the same church together. And she and I were in school together. And if you know Justin's wife, Karen, or Justin's widow, Justin has since passed away and Karen is... I remarried a guy by the name of Tony Blankenship. But back when we were teenagers, we knew each other. And I took English classes with her and math classes with her. And I was a fairly decent student. I loved school. I enjoyed math and science and English and all that sort of stuff. I was a weird kid. and But I loved that sort of stuff. And I would be in a class with Karen, and I would make a 92 on a paper. She'd make a 95. And I'd make a 95. She'd make a 98. And, man, I just tried to compete with her. That girl absolutely whooped me on anything ever that I compared myself to. Years later, we were older, and I said, Karen, it just killed me all through school. You know I mean? You just put the whoop on me all the time. And she said, I didn't know we were competing. And she didn't know we were competing because I was competing with her. She's a very smart uh, young lady at the time or a very smart gal, very smart lady. And I want to tell you, there's a ton of those smart ladies. They've got brains. Don't think, don't let society tell you. Don't let people tell you, if you're a young lady, that you're not worth something and that you don't have the ability to think and reason, be smart and all those sort of things. I know we've got some ladies in the, in the crowd here today that are extremely bright young ladies. I tell you, don't let anybody tell you you're not. Don't let church culture... Tell you that you're not Don't let people think that you're a subclass citizen You have different roles In the church than the men have But that doesn't mean they are lesser roles Than the men have And those roles are very important Proverbs chapter 31 and verse number 15 She considers a field and buys it with a fruit of her hand she plants a vineyard. So we're talking about a virtuous woman that God considers virtuous that takes responsibility for considering a field, purchasing it, real estate, real estate transactions, all that sort of stuff. Um, we've talked a little bit about this this week, but the importance of being a giver, being a giving type person. Notice this in, the pro- in Proverbs chapter 31 and verse number 20 of the virtuous woman. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. That's a virtuous woman. That's the type of woman that God admires, that God values, is a giving type person. She stretches out. She wants to help, stretches out her hands, or reacheth forth her hands to the needy, stretcheth out her hands to the poor. She cares about others that are around her. Now, number seven, I want uh, the dads to listen to me on this young ladies need to learn this from their dads and that modesty is an important aspect and I recognize the fact that young men need to be taught that they need to control their thoughts etc and you're right that is true that's the young men's sermon Okay, they need to learn how to control themselves to discipline their bodies and, and to control themselves and know where their minds are and their eyes are and all that sort of stuff but Dads need to also teach their daughters the importance of modesty and what modesty means. Look at Proverbs 31 and verse number 22. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. And let me tell you why I say it's a dad's responsibility. You know, I get the fact that when a young lady walks out of the house and she's not wearing maybe what she ought to be wearing. And I, can, I, I think moms ought to say, whoa, 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 you don't need to be doing that. I know in our house, we were challenged at times with some of that. And mom would say, that's not going to work. You know, you need to go get some clothes on, etc., etc., etc. But I will tell you that dads, of all people, ought to understand it. And ought to be able to try to explain it to their daughters in such a way they can understand it. And I can get the fact that a wife can, can understand it, but may not fully understand it. But I can tell you, I know that men understand it. And I know the men in this room understand it. You know how I know? Because I'm a man. And I know what you know. And you know what I know. And there's no games being played with the fact that we as men understand why that's an important aspect. And dads need to stand up and talk to their daughters and teach their daughters about the importance of... Of modesty, And there's a lot of scriptures related to modesty we could spend some time on. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse number 2. While they behold your chaste conversation, the way you live your life ought to be chaste. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2. And like manner also the women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness, not with sobriety, not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but that which becometh woman professing godliness with good works. A young lady ought to be interested in being a godly woman with good works, professing godliness with good works. And her dad ought to be able to explain that to her. Proverbs 31 and verse number 22, she maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple back to the virtuous woman. And dads, you know what I know, and I know what you know, and there I am amazed, I am shocked at times that there are dads that let their daughters leave the house wearing what their daughters are wearing. And dads, of all people, ought to... Be explaining that and saying that's not a, that's not that's not a blessing to you. That's not something that's a good thing for you to do. And dads of all people ought to teach their daughters that, and recognize the responsibility of that you may be sitting there today and go, yeah, but brother Ty, I've seen your daughters wear things they shouldn't have been wearing, and you're exactly right. I've seen it too, and my daughters got a sermon about that. I will tell you that we've had several instances through the years, some of which is wearing t-shirts that they don't understand the subtle meaning behind the t-shirts. I don't know why. I don't understand. Maybe they weren't raised up in a locker room. Maybe I was raised up in a locker room. Lisa looks at me at times and goes, how do you know that that's what that means, you know? And I'm sorry, but I'm telling you guys, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I know, and I know what you know because... You and I are both men and we understand that. And if ever daughters ought to understand it, it ought to be dads that can help them understand how to bring blessing to their life when it comes to issues of modesty. You know, another thing I think we fail to recognize sometimes is the value of being an assist man. I've been in some roles... Uh, at different times and sometimes in business maybe sometimes in in church work i think for years in uh, some of our mission work in nigeria justin was kind of the lead i say kind of he was the lead and i was an assist man for him there's a lot of joy in being an assist man there's a lot of joy in making other people look good around you and helping to make other people look good around you and i think we don't give a lot of credit sometimes to assist men if you think for just a moment on a basketball team, there are guys, and I may show my age a little bit here, but guys like John Stockton that were well known for delivering the ball to someone else to make them look good. And you may have the highest scorer on the team that del- that gets the ball delivered to him, and boy, he can shoot the basketball, but it would never happen if somebody didn't dish the ball to him. Uh, some of you younger ladies, there McCorkles who played... Um, uh, volleyball, and you recognize the importance of a setup person, somebody that's going to try to get the ball in the place that needs to be. But a lot of times, that that's not the glory spot. You know, that's not the spot that gets a lot of accolades or whatever. It should. In basketball, we record those things. There's so many assists and whatever, Magic Johnson was a good shooter, so I don't know how well it would be attributed to being an assist man, but he was well known for triple doubles. And part of those triple doubles was how many times he could dish the ball off to somebody else and he did it behind his back and and, and the, the no-look passes and all that sort of stuff. Well, I tell you, ladies, sometimes ladies can feel inferior because they're in a different role than men But we need to learn value in being an assist person. Or I'd say assist man, but an assist person or assist woman. Your role may be different, but it's a very valuable role when it comes to the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Proverbs chapter 31 and verse number 23. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. You know what the virtuous woman did? Made her husband look good. And worked to make her husband look good. And dads can help teach their daughters the importance of that genesis chapter 2 and verse number 18 the lord god said it is not good that man should be alone i'll make a help that is fit for him the old king james says a help meet for him the word meet means fit or suitable for i'll make him a helper that's suitable for him to help him and to assist him in his responsibilities another thing i would mention is that ladies need to learn to be good at business i don't know about y'all's house But in our house, that's a very important role. Because the person that hates to keep the books in our house is me. I cannot stand to keep a checkbook and all that sort of stuff. It's just challenging to do that. I've done it on many occasions. I've kept the checkbook for the church before. I've kept the checkbook for band organizations before. I've kept the church the checkbook for mission stuff that we've done at times and things like that. But it's not my cup of tea. It's not where I want to... It's just not the stuff. Well, in our home, I don't keep the checkbook. Uh, in our home, Lisa does that kind of stuff. When our bills are due and there's certain, you know, something needs to be paid on certain days, I can tell you who does that around our house. And I'm not saying it has to be that way. Some of you gentlemen in the row may take those responsibilities or whatever. I'm just saying that it's not impossible... For our wives or our daughters, etc., to be good at business. In fact, they need to be good at business. If they're going to be good assist people in their homes, etc., they need to be good at business. Proverbs 31, verse number 24, She maketh fine linen and selleth it. And delivereth girdles unto the merchants. So here we've got a virtuous woman that's considering a field and buying it. We've got a virtuous woman here that God values as virtuous. That's making linens and sells it and delivers girdles to the merchants, etc. She's a business person, we see in Proverbs 31. Okay, Another thing I want you to notice is strength and honor are favorable attributes. Now I'll tell you, in raising our daughters, uh, I've told you as we've gone through this week that... We're truth-tellers. We try to speak the truth in love, but we still speak the truth. And I tell you, I've got a couple of daughters and, and uh, that I love them dearly. And I feel very close to them in certain ways. And they're my daughters. I love them. I care about them. But I've got a couple of girls that I have really connected with that I very rarely have a lot of challenges with. And those daughters are daughters that will tell you exactly what they're thinking. Okay? They have very strong personalities. And I've got to be honest with you, I like that. Now, some people don't like that. They may consider that very abrasive or whatever. But I can tell you that the daughters I've got that have very strong personalities, I connect with because I don't have to wonder what they're thinking. I'm not, I'm not looking at my daughter and having to try to figure out what's clicking in your head. I know exactly what's clicking in their head because they'll tell me what's clicking in their head. And here's the point I want to make. Strength and honor are favorable attributes to the virtuous woman in Proverbs chapter 31. You don't have to be a woman that sits back and, oh, you know, whatever you think. I don't have a brain. I, you know, whatever. My brains are sucked out of my head. Whatever. Whatever. However you think about it. You can actually think and you can actually be a strong person and you can actually say what's on your mind, etc. And dads need to recognize that and value that. In their relationships with their daughters, in my opinion. Proverbs chapter 31 and verse number 25. Strength and honorable are her clothing and she shall rejoice in time to come. Another one is, and I'd like to encourage our young ladies, and it ought to be modeled before them. Moms ought to be modeling it. But certainly their dads ought to be modeling it, And that is that when you speak, use wisdom. I tell you, I'm amazed at times the advice that people give people. I'm shocked at times. at at the flippant advice that is just casually given to someone and uh, a young child comes to you maybe it's one of your children or something and they're saying I really want to know about life tell me about life what is it that I need to do in this situation and there are times I'm just shocked at the advice they're giving that advice is not helping that child and I want to encourage especially our young ladies but our young gentlemen as well fathers mothers etc use wisdom When you speak, when you open your mouth up and you're talking to someone and you're giving advice about life-changing things, you ought to be very careful about the words you choose, that you're using words that bring blessing to people's life and that shows wisdom. Proverbs 31 and verse number 26, she openeth her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. When she opens her mouth, there's wisdom that exudes from her mouth from her lips okay she's giving good advice she is she's going to give wisdom it's not going to be foolish talking and i will also say in this that men have their own challenges and their own weaknesses in a lot of ways but i can tell you that sometimes it's a weakness for ladies is getting in and gossip and talking and backbiting and things like that and that's the opposite of wisdom be careful the words you speak And show wisdom. A a strong lady that's a virtuous lady is going to use wisdom when they speak. They're not going to be backbiting and talking and gossiping and that type of thing. I told my girls, and you guys may disagree with me and feel free to do that. When we leave, you can discuss it with me all you want. If the elders disagree, you're welcome take the floor and disagree with me. I'm in no way trying to be insulting. But my daughter's got to be 18 years old and went to take a job somewhere. And one of the warnings they got from their mom and dad was you're going to be working in an office with a lot of other ladies and there's going to be a lot of drama in that office. Be careful the things you speak. Be careful the things you get involved in. Make sure that you're using good wisdom in that. And I'm not knocking everybody in the world. I'm just saying that it's a challenge. You get a lot of people in the, in the room together. There's a challenge there. And I'm telling you, my daughters went to work for a doctor's office uh, a psychological clinic, a pain management clinic. One of my daughters went to work at a vision care. There were a lot of ladies working in that office. And I'm telling you, exactly what mom and dad told them was going to happen is exactly what happened. It was nothing but drama, drama, drama in those, in those environments. And i just be honest with you. Virtuous women don't get caught up in that. Virtuous women are going to use wisdom. And some of the stories I could tell you that came out of those doctor's offices that my daughters came home and shared with me would just rattle you. I mean, it would you'd be amazed that people think like they do or live lives like they do. But the reality is you want young ladies, especially virtuous young ladies that God admires are going to be an influence in a positive way in those environments. 1 peter chapter 3 verse number 4 let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit which is in the sight of god of great price number 12 one of the things dads ought to model before their daughters is that they need to love their family and love their children now this uh Proverbs 31 and verse number 27 says, She looketh well to the ways of her household. She cares about her home. She cares about her children. She cares about her husband. Titus chapter 2 is talking about older women teaching younger women. But one of the important roles younger women need to learn is that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. So recognize that, uh, to me, you would think that doesn't have to be taught. You would think a woman, but the Bible says teach it. And you know, it's not that, um, well, anymore, it seems like it's more often than it ought to be, but um, that you'll read on the news about a mom that does destruction to her children or whatever in some horrendous sort of way, and it just blows our mind that a mom could do that. I'm telling you, though, dads ought to be modeling that in their home, and moms need to be modeling that in their home for their daughters to love their wife, to love their children, to love their husbands, etc., whatever those relationships are. Another thing I think it's important for dads to share with their daughters is that there's not a lot of value in outer beauty. That outer beauty is empty, void, vain when it's said and done. Uh, look at the passage in Proverbs chapter thirty-one, verse number ten: "Favors deceitful and beauty is vain." Now, I want to be honest with you. I don't know uh, y'all's relationship, and I don't know, you know we had girls that were different sort of girls. We had girls that you'd have to talk them into taking a bath once a week i mean you know you had that extreme we also had the girl that could french braid her hair upside down in a mirror when she was eight years old you know and the way you disciplined her is you took her curling iron away from her and the first one you could pull a curling iron all day long and it wouldn't do any good for her because you know she's not that concerned about what she looks like on the outside but i can tell you that those were big things when when girls were growing up and i don't know if those are all cultural pressures or or what they are exactly but i can tell you when my girls got up to be whatever six years old seven years old they wanted to paint their face and put makeup on and when they were 10 years old they wanted earrings or nine years old or 10 years old whatever the ages were and i'm not trying to make your job hard parents y'all make whatever rules in your home you need to make we made a rule in our house that our kids couldn't get their ears pierced till they were 10. It was our rule. I'm not saying it ought to be your rule. But we were just trying to push push it back as far as we could. One of our girls never got her ears pierced till after she had married. She left our house, and, and she never made a decision to pierce her ears. We had other girls that as soon as they turned 10 years old, they were out there getting their ears pierced. They, and it's the same girl, by the way, that could French braid her hair upside down in the mirror, and, you know, you could pull a curling iron from her point is all of these young ladies have different personalities etc but makeup and all that sort of stuff somewhere in our culture we have valued looks out exterior sort of how you look and i want to tell you at the end of the day that's empty if that's where you are and that's what your relationship is built on it's empty and i think my wife is a beautiful woman don't get me wrong, I, I love my wife, and I, I love her, and I knew her. At least and I met, I was three years old. She was five. I married an older woman. And we grew up together, went to church together, et cetera. I thought she was a beautiful young lady, and she's still a beautiful young lady to me. But what I see in Lisa is not everything on the outside. If everything about our relationship is on the outside, it's going to be very shallow because Lisa's going to get older, and her hair's going to gray. And her husband is going to get older. And his hair is going to gray. Little late, is not it? And he's going to gain weight. And he's going to whatever. And if, if that's all our relationship is on, we're not going to have a very deep relationship. There's not going to be much to that. This outer flesh that we inhabit is going to fade away. It's going to change. You want something more deep. You want something that's more significant in a relationship than outer beauty. And we're getting wisdom here. That specifically teaches us that outer beauty is vain. Don't build your relationship on how you look on the outside. And if you young ladies are dating a young man etc and they're all fascinated with what you look like and what kind of jeans you wear and what kind of labels you've got and what how your hair is fixed and all that and they don't really know you as you are as a person your relationship is not built on the kind of things that we really need to be built on that young man ought to be honoring christian attributes and those kind of things and the type of person you are on the inside i'm not saying don't wear makeup I'm not saying don't brush your hair, and I'm not saying don't take a bath. That's not my point. Uh, There was a Pentecostal preacher said one time that even an old barn needs paint once in a while. So I don't know what that means, but my point is I'm not saying don't wear this stuff. I'm just saying don't value yourself based on exterior things, on exterior looks. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse number 3 says, Who's adorning? Let it not be the outward adorning of the plating of the hair, the wearing of gold, or the putting on of apparel. But what was the next verse? But that which becometh a woman professing godliness with good works. That ought to be the things that we value. You know, this point to me is very important for a dad to teach his daughter. And that is the true definition of love. And I will be honest with you. And the guys in this room, I think, would agree with me. There are men that use the word love, and they don't mean love. There are men that use the word love, and what they mean is lust. They don't mean love. And I would encourage our young men, especially, to make sure that you're careful with that word and that you're honest with that word, etc. Women, a lot of times, are more emotionally connected, so they hear the word love. Guess what they hear in their brain? love that's what that means they're emotionally connected to the word love women have this need to be loved and men use that against women at times to deceive women and there are men that do that i hope there's not a man in this room that would do that but there are men that do that daughters need to know the true definition of love that definition is given in scripture first corinthians chapter 13 change out the word charity for love which is what charity means if you're in the old king james if you're in the new king james chances are it says love doesn't it brother michael in the new king james love suffers long and is kind love envies not love vaunteth not itself love is not puffed up it doth not behave itself unseemly Love seeks not her own. Love is not easily provoked. Love thinks no evil. Love rejoices not in iniquity. Love rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things. Love hopes all things. Love believes all things. Love endures all things. Love never fails. Here's the true definition of love. If you've got a young man that's trying to say, I love you, but he's asking you to do something that would violate your conscience that you know is wrong, that's not love, that's lust. And it's very easy for you to pick up and to be able to determine what love is and what lust is. Love is somebody that cares for you and what's good for you. Love is a patient person that's going to suffer long. Love is a person that's not going to behave himself unseemly. Love doesn't seek itself. Love seeks the well-being of the other person. So when you're in a relationship with somebody and they're seeking their own And they're doing what is behaving unseemly or they're behaving badly. That's not love. It's very possibly it's lust. And young ladies need to know that. They need to know when a young man is whispering the word love in their ear, they need to be able to determine whether that's love or whether that's lust. And there's nobody better to teach that to their daughter than dad, than a man. To be able to instruct them to explain somebody that loves them and cares for them and truly wants their best interest to explain to them the true definition of love. Next point I want to mention is, and this is challenging sometimes to mention, but that I think it's important. I think Lisa and I thought it was important in raising our daughters, and that is that human sexuality is normal and it's nothing to be embarrassed about. Guess how we all got here? Every one of us. Human sexuality. We are sexual creatures. God made us sexual creatures. And the reality is that all of us are sexual creatures. And we have sexual thoughts, we have sexual desires, all those sort of things. They need to be in their proper place. I can tell you what the challenge is. Is And, and uh, part of our discussion with our daughters was is that If this is funny and giddy and, and oh, it's, you know, something that's dirty and nasty over in a corner somewhere, it shows me the level of maturity that a person has towards human sexuality. That, That person is not ready for marriage. That person is not ready for relationships. That person is not ready for... And I'm telling you, my daughters need to understand they are sexual creatures. Now, we would discuss with our daughters along the way we didn't have a discussion every day about these subjects but from time to time we had these discussions and and we wanted them to understand that that's this stuff is normal and these feelings are normal etc where they're not normal is when they're in the wrong place satan wants to discuss with your children about human sexuality and satan wants to make it something dirty and nasty that's over in a corner somewhere that's what satan wants to do with human sexuality But God recognizes, and he said the marriage bed's undefiled. Marriage is honorable and all, and the the marriage bed is undefiled. There's nothing wrong with human sexuality. Lisa and I are sexual creatures. Our children got here because Lisa and I are sexual creatures. There's nothing wrong with human sexuality in its place, in its proper place. The problem we we have is we live in a society that has made sexuality something dirty, nasty, over in a corner somewhere. Satan's winning in that game. And we're throwing up pictures of, of unbelievable sort of things that young men are seeing and young ladies are having to see, etc., that that are, that are destroying the image, the godly image of being a human sexual creature uh, that ought to be a godly human sexual creature. And so I think it's important. And I tell you that before our daughters got married, we sat down and visited with our daughters about some things they need to know once they got married. About sexuality and that kind of thing. And what was very interesting to me and, all, and really somewhat surprising, but it, I, really was, I really admired it, is their fiancés at the time, two of them, on separate occasions, asked to be a part of that discussion. They wanted to sit in the room, which I think is pretty rare that a young man would want to sit in a room with a father-in-law and a mother-in-law and discuss human sexuality. But when you get to the spot that you're ready to get married, you ought to be able to sit down and discuss human sexuality. You ought to be able to discuss it. it's going to be a part of a marriage relationship. I promise you, Brother Michael does a lot of counseling with folks and spends time pre-marriage counseling, things like that, before he performs weddings. I do the same thing in the work that I'm involved in. And I can promise you, before we do wedding uh, or perform a wedding, we go through pre-marriage Um, studies and things like that part of what we study is human sexuality and because sexuality creates a lot of challenges in a marriage and ought to be discussed ahead of time you shouldn't be involved with each other sexually ahead of time but you ought to be able to discuss the subject without it being something nasty and dirty over in a corner somewhere First Timothy chapter 2, verse number 15. Notwithstanding, she should be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. Number 16, one of the things I think is important for dads to share with their daughters and and to share with their families. Obviously, this would be true for sons too, but is to have, take opportunity to share Christ with others uh, and share what they've got. Acts 18, verse number 26. They've got Priscilla and Aquila pulling Apollos aside, teaching him uh, the The Word of the Lord more perfectly. Now, I recognize the fact that 1 Corinthians chapter 14 says for women to be silent in the churches for it's not permitted unto them to speak. And we honor the New Testament and we honor the Word of God and our men only are doing the speaking, etc. And, and didactic discourses. But I don't want women to feel like they shouldn't have an opportunity to share the Gospel or teach the Bible to people. You ought to. Not only that, you ought to be doing it. And... Now, that may be in a private role, etc., as opposed to the assembly. But the reality is you ought to be doing it. Take opportunity. Know the Bible. Learn the Bible. And teach the Bible. Share the Bible with others. Number 17, dads ought to teach their daughters, fear the Lord. Look at Proverbs 31 and verse number 30. Favor is deceitful, beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. And if there's anything that I would want my daughters to recognize is how important it is to honor God in what they do fear the lord she shall be praised and this what we've just studied is proverbs 31 what we've just studied is the virtuous woman and dads i want to tell you rise up and be a dad teach your daughters to be virtuous women teach your daughters to to share The word of God with others and, and, and be a light. And they do that through their, through their example, through the way they live, their chaste conversation coupled with fear. They live their life in such a way that they're sharing the gospel with other people as well. But you'll raise up daughters that are virtuous. You'll raise up daughters that God honors. And I hope that our young ladies that are here today want to be the kind of ladies. I know that they do, but I hope, I hope and pray and and I pray for you that you would make decisions in your life that would have God honor you and praise you and consider this valuable and virtuous in in seeing the way that you live your life. God bless you. May His countenance shine down upon you. Pray for God's blessing to be on every home that's here. Pray for every dad. I'm telling you, dads, we're living in a society where our families are being attacked in spiritual warfare terms. Our families are being attacked. And dads, you've got a huge role to lead in that battle and we pray that pray for you and and pray for god's blessing to be with our dads that are in this crowd today and especially dads that are raising girls in this society around us that would raise up girls that would honor god fear god and i would certainly encourage that for our young men and the rest of our families as well god bless you if the church can help you in any way we want to do that we've not talked about plan of salvation the gospel call per se this evening But certainly the church is here and wants to help you walk through life in a spiritual way. Want to help you with spiritual needs. The elders are here in this congregation, arms wide open, and want to help you and help you make decisions that will help you serve God. The church can help you. That's what this song is for. Make your way to the front. Sit down on the front bench. And we'll do that as this song that's been selected is sung.